Welcome to P3 Radio. The monkey only dances as good as the guy grinding the organ handle. <laughs> brother, brother, brother. <laughs> I fly, bro. That is never stopping. Trip goes to the white. <laughs> cool story, bro. Footy pajamas. Hey, genius, it's, three, it's 2 p.m. Central. PG3 Radio. Nope. Here's your host, Josh Friday. Get him off pig, Freddie. Get him off pig. Richard Mulligan. And as I put you down, my pants ripped. <laughs> it's showtime! It's showtime! It's showtime! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of P3 Radio. I'm Richard Mulligan, joined by my co-host and best friend, Josh Briley. Say hey, Josh. How is it going, everybody? How you doing today, Richard? I want to kick my heating and air guy in the nuts, Josh. Ooh. Why? I mean, why such hostility, man? Well, you know, you pay out some money for a brand new air unit, and you don't want to wipe your brow. <laughs> you said that while wiping your brow? Yes. With your wet like, towel? Like I'm working in the damn fields right now. <laughs> and it's not even that bad in here. I think maybe you got some kind of thyroid issue or something. <laughs> That's very possible. I'm a fat man, Josh. <laughs> very possible but no man i mean i live i mean we were joking about it earlier i live like the penguin i've always lived like the penguin from batman returns oh i was thinking of actual penguin yeah I, well those two <laughs> you live well yeah you might as well you want to live in the arctics i remember i i used to joke about when we were younger that i used to keep the yeah, I mean, you knew my, my room was, what did we call my room? The igloo. Yes. <laughs> we called it the igloo because it was always like sub-zero temperatures in there, even in the summertime. Um, but the reason why we did that is like because I was so hot-natured. And it also helps if you had girls over, you know, and they were cold. <laughs> Cuddle up. <laughs> well, that and nipples. Oh, well. <laughs> I, I was, look at Josh, I the was, sensitive male I was, over here. I was here. going more towards uh, you can cuddle, hugging, hugging up, express your feelings at that moment. You know, <laughs> no, maybe brush your dick against your leg. <laughs> well, maybe you can date a doctor's daughter, so maybe you can get some fucking free checkups. Man. Already got free checkups. Man. Oh, that's right, that's right. <laughs> Already got free checkups. Never I think mind. we covered that last. You go week. to Karen. She ain't even got a last name. You don't call her Dr. Anything. <laughs> Hey, Karen. Karen, my asthma's flaring up again. <laughs> Karen, got any more of them uh, ball throat patches? <laughs> ball throat patches. Remember? It makes you feel like oh, your uh, yeah, goddamn the hangy ball. nibula is nibula. going down into your throat. The nibula ball throat. sounds like a cracker, does it not? Like a What did you just call n- me? Nibula. <laughs> oh. Sounds like a cracker, don't it? Oh. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I got it. Never mind. Uh, but no, man. I mean, you pay as much as we paid for this air unit, and you're like... It should never be like any warmer than what you have on your thermostat in this house. And it is like a good 10 degrees warmer than what I have it set on here. Maybe you should take him to Judge Wapner. <laughs> oh, fuck. Judge Wapner's dead. Take him to Judge <gasps> Wapner's grave. What happened? Well, he's like 103 <laughs> years old, isn't he? Uh, he was, maybe. I don't know. You said he died. I don't know. He's not on TV anymore. Hadn't been since I was a kid, so I would assume he's kicked the bucket. I want to do that M&M line, take him on... Take him on Jerry Springer and beat his ass legally. <laughs> Have you? Did you ever see that show that uh, Adam Carolla did where he was like basically taking um, contractors that fucked people over and showing up to their houses and shit? And so like, I. 
<laughs> Did you notice that you had uh, uh, left out the load-bearing wall? <laughs> you know, that's not good. Like, And you're like, well, but apparently he got sued a lot on that show. Like, for that show. Like, but... Like for defamation. And oh stuff, yeah, which, uh, I think I don't know. I could be wrong, but some yeah. of the opinions he was expressing were probably opinion. <laughs> it, it was the weekend. I told him I was coming back on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just gonna leave this shit just like this? But there is nothing worse than having a construction company dick you around, dude. Oh yeah. Especially if you can't do anything. Like you, you remember when that drunk guy hit our house mm-hmm. a, a while back, and uh, it was like ten years ago, ten eleven years ago now. It was longer than that. No, it's still 11 years ago. It was in 2004 or five. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, I was still married. And no, you wasn't. I know for a fact because I came from that house. I ran to your house. I wasn't married yet. It was definitely it was definitely 2000. I wasn't even working at the school yet. It was like 2006, 2007 maybe. Well, I was still married at that point. Yeah. So somewhere in there. So you're looking at maybe 12 years max, but... That guy that ran into our house, we had a construction company over there working on the house, and like they put up like two boards over like the hole, and we didn't see them again for like till spring. Wow! And, and our insurance was paying for it, so they were the ones that basically recommended these guys. They're like, "Well, we'll pay for you to go here, here, and here." And we're like, "Send whoever." We got a hole in our house, and we went the whole winter without any heat. Like I remember, like February, them getting it fixed, and I was being—I was so excited. I was like, "We're gonna have heat finally!" <laughs> but uh, you might as well had like a tent inside of your own house. Yeah, but anyways, we—I digress. I just—it's a little bit warmer up here than what I'd like if you spent that much money on something. But you dig Judge Wapner up, maybe tell him my my problems. Well, um, why he would I have to could... dig him up? Well, he's still a judge. They didn't fire him, right? What, am I going to be like Jeff Dunham the shit? And like, <laughs> oh, you're guilty, motherfucker. And have a little guilt gavel out there. I was just making a joke, but that's funny, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, you heard what he said, and then they're arresting me, and I'm like, what the fuck, man? You're heating an air gun. <laughs> no, you just got your hand up his ass, making his jaw flat. <laughs> I can see because he's a skeleton. He's matter been buried for years. Matter of fact, I'm getting the fuck out of here right now. <laughs> but wait, gonna, I'm riding with you. I ain't going to be an accessory to this shit. <laughs> it's too hot out here. My damn point exactly. That's <laughs> <laughs> the way it feels in my fucking house. Either way. I feel like I need to turn it around. And speaking of turning things around, Josh, WWE is trying to turn things around right now. And I don't know, you you kind of admitted that you haven't really been watching lately. You've just been kind of, you've kind of kept an eye on it, you know. Through uh, through Twitter. Like a a bad daycare assistant. You've just kind of kept a small eye on it. I got a mirror set up, and I I play on my phone, and I can see him. Right. So you haven't really been watching it or anything. Uh, WWE, for my take, and you know, a lot of people that are the hardcore fans will be like, no, nah, they, they've been great. WWE has been just horrible lately. And the only things that I have been tuning in to watch is these Bray Wyatt uh, vignettes. Like, one night I fast-forwarded through the whole Raw just to see the Bray Wyatt thing. Uh, and I didn't have any faith in that when that started just because of the way WWE had pulled the plug on things. And I'm like, they're going to pull the plug on Bray Wyatt's uh little vignettes things and he's just going to be goofy you know and i'm like crap this is going to suck because bray Wyatt to me is one of my most favorite wrestlers in the past five six years that's come out and to see them like make him like a mr rogers and then to think that he might be left in purgatory there like they don't 
do the full circle where he becomes an evil, like, you know, you know, like what he is now. Um, it was like just frustrating to me. I was like, I can see this where they're going to abandon it. Like Vince is going to be like, this isn't good at all. Take it the fuck off, you know? Right. And I'd be like, oh man. Uh, but they, they kind of held up on that to the point where I think he's going to be coming back. But for the most part, the shows have been kind of like lackluster. Nothing they've done has made sense. It reminds me a lot of WCW back when it was going out of business. And like late 99, 2000, yes. where it was just fucking Nothing chaos. made sense. Nothing made sense. It was like, today, control of the company is going to be on this on the line in this match. General then, Rection is the WCW <laughs> president for the next 34 hours. Yeah. <laughs> Shit like that. But, I mean, it, that, that, nothing. They Like, they did the draft. They have the brand split. And then the ratings weren't as good as they thought. And instead of having some patience in building something, they go, "What? Do we, fuck it, wild card rule. So Vince McMahon comes out and goes, we're going to have a wild card rule where three guys from SmackDown and three guys from Raw could appear on either other show. Uh, and Vince, just like he did when he did WCW's purchase, fucked up the line. He's like, three guys from Raw can come to SmackDown, and three guys from SmackDown can come to SmackDown. <laughs> can come to SmackDown. And you remember that legendary line where he bought WCW, and he was like, and uh, I am coming to you on the USA, or TNN, and, or was it Spike? And uh, the... T-N-N, the Turner Network Television or something. He screwed up the call letters of whatever WCW was on. Yeah. He did the same thing with this. Well, uh, the three quickly became like just an, a mixture of a, a bunch of different people. Like 47 people from Raw <laughs> were on SmackDown. But from what I understand, you know, like I said, I keep up loosely on Twitter, but Roman Reigns has been the quote wild card yes. like the last every week yeah how is that a fucking wild card right if you know who's going to be doing it every week they that's have, not a wild card they have done that man no favors since he come back you i mean and I, and I don't want this to sound insensitive because we all like know somebody that's been hit with cancer or been affected by cancer they had and and i'm not going to shit on him for that but they had one of the best storylines in place when he came back yeah how much more sympathy can you get for a guy after he has fought and battled cancer? Like, I mean, how many, how long did they run that Shawn Michaels concussion angle or, you know, or <laughs> it seemed like forever or Barry Windham's broken wrist or, you know, how long did they run those angles and they ran, Oh, he had cancer, but now he's superhuman again. It's like, <laughs> no, they should have let him lose to Drew McIntyre. And he has sympathy there. And it's like, Oh, You'll get them, man. But instead, they're like, nope, superhuman still. Go out there and kill them. And it's like, come on, man. I mean, I don't know. They're they're not doing him any favors. Well, They've totally killed off his character. Just from looking in on the outside, you know, looking in from the outside, I say that, like I said, because I just kind of read more so than right. look. But it seems like that ever since the cancer wore off, like the whole uh, – the I don't, the I don't think it's wore off. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Ever since he that defeated shine, cancer, yes. That shine, that's what I'm talking yes. about, wore off the shine that he got. And he was just on top of the world. People who fucking hated Roman Reigns right. were tweeting, oh, we love you, this, this, and this. Like it made him a mega, mega star for right. a short time. Well, and then it hurt him that he wasn't gone long enough. I know that sounds bad. Right. But you're gone for four to five months for cancer. 
but what I'm saying is he gets back, he's still on top, just the like the same way. People are going nuts for him when he comes back. Right. And then it's like the first person you feed. Now correct me if I'm wrong, but it was Drew? Yeah. I mean, WWE, I think it can be very well said that they don't know how to manage heels. You think about heels that they've had. There's never been WWE is not a company that's run by heels. Like NWA was pretty much ran and WCW was pretty much ran by who? Ric Flair. Ric Flair was a heel. Instantly make any baby face he wrestles. Was Luger one of the most technical wrestlers of all time? No. Was he over with us? Yes. You know why? Because he beat Ric Flair's ass. And Hogan. And that Hogan. Was mega. Yeah. Back in 96. So, I mean, you're looking at Sting, Sting the same way. Sting was Sting had char- uh, charisma. He was over with us because of his look and his, you know, attitude, face paint. He was just really cool looking for the 90s. And he beat up Ric Flair and snip babyface. But WWE has the exact opposite. They have a main babyface, and then they just create these mediocre heels that are just nothing. I honestly believe that, that Drew McIntyre could be something awesome. He could. But it's like they, they, they've they just kind of left him out on his own yeah. and then paired him up with two other jabronis yeah. that nobody cares about. Well, I mean, but him what and I'm Shane McMahon is, lost cleanly to Roman Reigns last Monday night. Two people couldn't beat Roman Reigns. Well, there you go. But what I'm saying is usually they should have – Maybe instantly paired him with Shane and then let let that build up to something. Like, let you see him metamorphosize from a mediocre, you know, jabroni-type right. heel to a fucking, oh, I've done all this shit to piss you off and, and, and try to end this man's career and all that, you know, and, and build himself up. But it's like he's just been a mediocre guy, and he's just kind of stayed there. Yeah, I mean, and... I mean, there's a lot of things that can be changed. And I think from WWE's perspective, they might be a little too close. The forest, they, they can't see the forest for the trees. Yeah. Uh, and that might be why they're making this move. Dude, on Forbes, can you imagine when we were kids, if you would have said, hey, Forbes is, oh, wait, I didn't have the sound turned up. <laughs> Could you imagine if when we were kids, you heard, hey, Forbes, the, the you know you know what Forbes is, Josh? 14 year old Josh? Absolutely not. Okay. Well, can you not act like 14? <laughs> no. 15 year old Josh, do you know what Forbes is? Sure. Forbes magazine. Could you think that that, that sounds important, right? It's a financial, yes. Yes. Could you imagine that they would be. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. <laughs> R A S S L I N, that's wrestling. Not the, in a million years. The thing that we got picked on and bullied about, you like that old fake stuff, even by our peers until like 1996 when the NWO became a thing and Austin and became a that thing. that made everything cool. Yeah. So I was still very, very... I, I was, I I'm bitter now about it. <laughs> I, I, I never accepted those people, to be honest I didn't either. Because you can't make fun of me. And then all of a sudden, the next week, you got an NWO shirt, and it makes everything okay. It's only been two years, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> we can't we can't do this. Right. But anyways, I brought that up because Forbes.com ran a article, and it was uh, it was originally broke by ESPN, which that is something that we would have known as a kid. You imagine wrestling on ESPN? The only thing on ESPN that I remember wrestling-wise was global was on there for a little while, and uh, they had that commercial with The Undertaker and King Kong Bundy 
and all well, the. I, well, I mean, I remember AWA and world class. But it was always it was always it meant more because it was on ESPN because you were like, this is fucking ESPN. Yeah, this is real sports channel, you know. Well, they originally broke this story. WWE is bringing back two of the most influential figures from the Monday Night Wars as it gears up for a similar power struggle against AEW as Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff have been hired as executive directors of struggling flagships Raw and SmackDown Live. So Paul Heyman is going to be your new executive director of Raw, and Eric Bischoff, who we last saw in TNA Wrestling, or Impact Wrestling, is going to take over SmackDown, and that's going to be big because it moves to Fox starting in October. Now, if you're like me, I'm going to see which one you're which one are you more excited about? Well, I mean, really it doesn't matter to me because we've been fucked around so much by WWE as far as false hopes and whatnot because I mean, you've seen even in the past recent, you know, 3-4 years how many power changes as far as backstage or behind the scenes rather. And, you know, so-and-so, he, he's coming, he's close to Vince, and they're going to change everything. And then less than a year ago even, Vince comes out after he hasn't been on the TV in a long time. We're listening. Yeah. Everything's going to change. That was and like all six this, months ago. This horse shit. And nothing changed. And if right. it did, they're listening to the wrong motherfuckers <laughs> on how to present their television show. Because, you know... A lot of people say, well, you're criticizing, yeah, 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 well, could you do better? Well, I mean, I don't know, but, I mean, I'm a watcher of television, and if it was something interesting, I wouldn't change the fucking channel. Now, I said I don't watch, right. but even on YouTube, I don't last long whenever right. it's like a, even a three-minute video. I just, I, I see something, they don't keep It would have been like attention. a 14-year-old you with Pamela Anderson in the 90s. You wouldn't have lasted long. It, uh, three seconds. <laughs> but... I mean, my thing was, it's like, you know, and and I think we had this conversation before with BT. I've never subscribed to that theory of, hey, you don't do this, so you don't know. You can't tell me how to do it. Well, I can't tell you how to run plumbing, but I know I should flush the damn toilet. Right. You know I what mean, I mean? <laughs> that applies to only certain things. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to go and tell a fucking surgeon how to repair my tonsils or whatever. Right, but if you wake up with breasts, you're going to be like, what the fuck, yeah. dude? <laughs> or if I wake up, you're right, right, or I wake up and my butthole sores. Yeah. So, what have y'all been doing now? You're supposed to be going down you're my You're trying throat. to tell me how to do surgery? Uh, were you diddling with the button while you are going down the throat? <laughs> that ever happened? <laughs> and why is slut written on my lower back? <laughs> it's all this sticky. Oh, let me get some, let me get some alcohol. It's all this sticky bullshit all over my Seymour butt scam. <laughs> but no, man, um, I don't know. I think as long as they give them a little bit of creative direction. That's a hell of a segue. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as they give them a little bit of creative leeway. Uh, now, one of the r- reports I read today uh, it has been rumored, and like I said, this is all rumor and speculation, <laughs> rumor and speculation, uh, that Shane McMahon was going to end up with the WWE Championship. I could, I, I, I honestly, honestly, yeah, that would be awesome. To it me. wouldn't bother me. It, you know, would that would awesome not bother me because he has got more, like, he, as far as anybody else. Yeah, yeah, probably your biggest heel right now. 
but I think he could be better. Yeah. I really do. Well, but, he is older, too. Yeah, but I think he could be a little more dastardly. It's like there, he's not antagonizing the situation to a point to where Roman and the rest want to kill him. He, it's just you're doing just enough. He is that heel. I mean, he's probably the best heel on, Raw, on, on SmackDown right now or Raw. He's the best heel in WWE right now. Name a better heel. I mean, there's not really one. I mean, Sami Zayn, no. Uh, Kevin Owens, no. Dolph Ziggler, no. He is the only, but he's a McMahon. I can't speak about Sami Zayn. So I have an impartial opinion. Yeah. <laughs> so at the what, you don't like Sami Zayn? I told you, the red hair, I oh. can't like <laughs> Natural <wrestling>. heat. <laughs> yeah, it really. You know, I can't help it. Your own prejudice is making you hate that man. Dude, like I said, I got two red-headed children. Uh, you know, I'm here. I, I'm a carrier of the gene, man. But I can't help what my eyes my eyes like. You just pulled the. I can't hate redheads. I have a kid. This I got two. I got two kids. Look at my beard, man. It's red. But, Mine's turning white. Fuck. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think if they give them a little creative freedom, um, they'll be okay. But speaking of Paul Heyman, and and I was gonna say that was the one I was the most excited about. Because I think Paul Heyman, all, unless something has changed in the last five to six years, yeah, he seems to have his finger on the pulse of what's new, and he's I'm really close to it at least. I was more excited about that than I was Bischoff. But the but, bottom line is this, and it will always be this until the situation changes. They can be executive directors, they can be fucking whatever they want to be, but in the end, it's always Vince. Vince. Yeah. It, it's always Vince. You know what's odd about this? A couple of years back when they tried to reignite the Monday Night Wars and Impact, or TNA changed their name to Impact, and they went yeah. with Hogan uh, and Bischoff. <laughs> Brother. You know, the original idea was uh, Heyman was trying to get that job. From for what I've understood. Impact? Yes. And had a plan laid out. And ha I heard an interview where he did where he had like a plan laid out, and he just wanted some stock. And if blah, 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 if he couldn't turn things around in so much time that – I mean, and I always wondered what would have happened if they would have went with Heyman. Man, that would know. have been really interesting. Honestly, honestly, if they would have had the money of Dixie Carter and Heyman, I don't think they – I think that they would be still – I mean, no disrespect to Impact. They're still there, and they're still doing better now, but they're like a ring of honor. They're like one of these – they're like one of these promotions that they're top tier – but they're not WWE level. Well, they're a lot lower down the mountain than they were a few years exactly. ago. Exactly. I mean, they're not even back on. in uh, oh, you know oh five oh six oh seven. Yeah, they were fucking on fire. And I loved Impact or TNA Wrestling just yeah. because it was something different. Well, not just that, but it, it was it was what you didn't see in WWE, and they actually built you know stars. Really, I mean, especially you know when Angle showed up too. That made every I mean, everything better because you got AJ Angle matches Samoa Joe right. uh, Angle that brought out the best in Samoa Joe Christopher Daniels in his prime it Kazarian was, uh, Amazing Red amazing he had Red. already left I think yeah. by that point no, no I mean but still he was in the in the mix every once in a while and even uh, LAX that was a good tag team Jay Lethal was always Jay Lethal. there they had a lot of good talent man yeah I mean. Um, I just, I really think that if Paul Heyman was running that, it might have been a different, it, you, you never know what the landscape would look like now. But if this would have happened, <laughs> Paul Heyman wouldn't have been around. Can you imagine? Okay, so new, the New York Post 
The New York Post decided. I'm going to wrestling. Everybody's going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. And how do they spell that? R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. The New York freaking Post decided it was going to wrestling, Josh. Uh, and they reported something that I sent you, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is this? Uh, do you want to read that, that, that story, or do you want me to read it? I got you. All right, so the New York Post did a thing on Tommy Dreamer. That's the setup. Wrestling legend Tommy Dreamer had an incredibly dark past, but he was saved by one phone call. Dreamer recently opened up about a troubling period in his life on his House of Hardcore podcast, and a period that only managed to escape because of announcing icon Jim Jim Ross. Ooh, so, JR. JR basically brought him out of this dark period. Pretty much so, they're saying that... Uh, now, what was the dark period? Was he uh, overindulging in drinking, Josh? Was he doing drugs? Is that it? Did I get it? No. Uh, oh, let me let me think. Was he being self-destructive? Was he hurting himself or contemplating suicide? He was going to hurt somebody. Oh, really? Well, go ahead. Let finish the finish the thought here. Dreamer was supposed to make his WWE debut during the company's tables, ladders, and chairs match at WrestleMania 17. Now that's a big one. Yeah, that was the Hardys, the Dudley Boys. Well, we get to that. Yeah, but plans changed, and Dreamer became the odd man out. The triple threat match featured Edge and Christian versus the Dudley Boys versus the Hardy Boys. That's the legendary match. Yeah. Now, that, what was supposed to be his line? I think that's what I want to know. Well, it was going to be a, an extreme type match, and but I mean, it, was he supposed to come in there and interrupt it? Was he supposed to? I'm sure he would probably been uh, another tag team. Yeah, with him and RVD, maybe or some shit, you know. But uh, either way, that was nearly the tipping point in the darkest stage of his life. Extreme Championship Wrestling, which was ran by Heyman, had just folded, and Dreamer was back to living with his fucking parents. Wow. Can you imagine that? He was the, like, Mr. ECW. Right. Back then, I mean, uh, you know, he was one of the only ones that never went anywhere. He was always that homegrown guy, you know, and... For this company that meant so much to right. him. Now, you've got to understand, too. That Tom, he closed the doors on. Tommy invested a lot of his own money right. in the company. Something he didn't have to do. you know. But either way, as he spiraled into depression, Dreamer intended to take advantage of Texas's lax gun laws to jump the rail at WrestleMania in Houston, kill Heyman, who was announcing the show, and then kill himself. Wow. You know, and that's crazy that, one, that you would have that thought that, uh, you know, this is where it's gotten. I'm going to have to do a murder-suicide. And not or, only that, but you're going to do it at a wrestling show. Or two. Have you ever had a fucked up thought and thought, I'm never telling anybody that? All the time. Would you ever <laughs> tell anybody that you contemplated killing a motherfucker and then killing yourself? Uh, I mean... Ever? I don't think so. That is ballsy, dude. Yeah, but, I mean... If I don't, you know, I, I'm not saying this to to get heat or anything. I'm just saying it's a possibility. But do you think that with Heyman being in the news so much, you know, with being Heyman's name being so big right now, right this week? And when did this come out? Yeah, you're you're this right. Week, this week, you know, it maybe kinda, it was just one of those things. Where it you're was talking. hey, Tommy Dreamer's going to be thrown in there too. And if it's true, I mean, I'm sure it's true. I'm sure he had those thoughts, right? But he hasn't said anything about it until now. And let's be honest. What, even though a state has lax gun laws, like Tennessee doesn't have very strict gun laws, 
you're not going into an event with a gun on you. They're going to wand you. Oh, no. If you read on, it actually says, I remember I did a show there. I saw a sign that said, guns welcome. And I was in Houston. Dreamer said, according to Uproxx or however the fuck you say that. Yeah, I did right. an indie show and it said, I said, what's this? I'm from New York. I'm from New York. Yeah. I'm work from work. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> guns welcome. And then they said, oh, you're allowed to bring a firearm into the venue. Bullshit. I'm still calling bullshit on that. Uh, no, I mean, I've heard of stuff like that. I don't think you're bringing a gun into WrestleMania. Well, it said I was across the street from the Astrodome. When I say that it resonated in my mind so much, it did. And, you know, I could see that in Texas. It's a little different. I, I still don't see it in Texas. The WWE's policy is going to be, hey, won't you pat everybody? Can you imagine? This the, is 2001. Yeah, but still. Yeah, you talk about when everybody's at the height of awareness after 9-11? This was yeah, in come on. April. Well, but still. Bringing a gun into a show? Dude, if Tommy says he's seen the fucking sign, you're like, imagine, oh, no, 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 no. I've never been to Texas, but no, no, no. No, no, no. Bullshit. I imagine that they have, like, I know they have lax gun laws. We have laxer gun laws. Fuck, everybody has laxer gun laws in New York. Yeah. And like I said, this is kind of borderline political here, but most of your sporting events, even before 9-11, you couldn't bring a gun or a firearm in. It was just one of those things you just could not do. And well, it being an indie show, I mean, it, it probably... Exactly. You know. You're looking at an indie show versus WWE at the time that was major, major, you know, it was already being uh, traded publicly. So it was a public company. Well, They're I not going to allow... Even any WWE show that I went to, and I know you went to at least one before this event, Yeah, were you patted down? No. We was were wanted, I patted down? We were wanted in uh, 95 when we went and saw, or 94 when we went and saw it in uh, uh, Mid-South Coliseum. That was 96. And we were wanted, really? It was 95. It was 96 because it was right before Stone Cold. He, he was on the card versus Savio Vega. That was 96. Are you sure it was 96? I know for a fact it was. Lawler versus Brett was the main event. I think. In a cage. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they had their program in late 95. And Jarrett uh, wrestled uh, uh, Ahmed Johnson and got hurt. And it was... Um, Brian Christopher versus Tatanka. Yeah. Either way, uh, the first match was Stone Cold versus Savio Vega. That was the first match. But anyways, digressing. Uh, we were wanded. Yes, we were wanded when we walked in. Metal detectors. Maybe he's just saying it like I said. <laughs> you never Maybe know. Maybe he's thinking like he saw the sign, but I don't think he tried to get into WrestleMania with a gun. No, he was saying he thought about it. That's but, all he said. But with that said, it would have been a lot easier back then than it would be now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, unless you're 3D printing a gun. <laughs> I guess then yeah. Anyway, whatever you want. That is fucking crazy, man. That you even have that thought that that not only that you have that thought, but you're like, hey, um, when I was younger, I thought about killing somebody. <laughs> that you'd be ballsy enough to say that on your podcast. And the thing about it was on his podcast, he he pretty much said that he was like, I will go down in history. Boom, yeah. pop. <laughs> I mean, he, pop, boom. First, they'd think it was an angle until I shot him. I was so severely depressed and so mental with rage, I needed help. And which, that's sad. Right. But like I said, I mean, he invested some of his very own money to try to keep things rolling yeah. for a time. And it would make me sick, too. Well, I mean, it really would. It's, it's, you know, I'm glad he admitted that it was like it was in a dark period of his life. 
Uh, and it's good. And I hope nobody, I hope nobody like kind of crucifies him for this because he he admits it. You know what I mean? Because you know you go back into people's past and you go into their history, and people sometimes aren't forgiving, especially in today's era. Yeah. It's like, oh, in two thousand and one, we heard that you said uh, a derogatory uh, blah blah blah. So now we we want you to not have a life. You know, I really don't think it'll bother Tommy as much as it does other people. No, but you never know, man. I mean, there's a lot of people that's life has been ruined for less. So, in my opinion, but uh, speaking of people that's lives have been ruined, Josh, uh, how would you have felt? And and I know I I don't even have to ask how you had felt. How would you have felt? I know because <laughs> I know because because how you have felt because. You've watched me open up wrestling figures here that are in the package at the house. And I've seen you cringe when I'm like, hey, look at this. And you're like, oh, God. <laughs> How would you have felt if you would have had all those wrestling figures, collectibles, and everything stolen from you? Don't talk about that. Yeah. Why, are you bring, why are you saying that? The reason I bring that up is because TMZ. I'm going to wrestling. Everybody's going to wrestling. TMZ is. Going to wrestling. And they spell that. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. TMZ this week went to wrestling. You tell me wrestling's not hot right now, Josh. Wrestling is on fire. With the indies smoking like they are right now, TNA kind of doing some good things on the lower levels, ROH, uh, your independence, AEW. New uh, Japan. Starting New Japan. And WWE doing this big move this week. Now this comes out. <laughs> uh, the referee... WWE referee Charles Robinson, TMZ is reporting that he lost $55,000 worth of memorabilia. God almighty. And that's probably, you know, uh, if you have to think, that's probably the bulk of his uh, collection. Whatever's not at his house, you know, like, but there's no telling. Fifty five grand worth of shit. Right. Uh, Legendary WWE referee Charles Robinson, a.k.a. Little Nate had $55,000 worth of his prized possessions stolen from a storage unit last month, and now he's on the hunt for the scumbag who took it. Robinson is a hardcore collector of Hollywood memorabilia and wrestling collectibles. He's been, he's been socking away some very cool movie and TV items for decades. Uh, and we're talking about not only wrestling stuff, we're talking about uh, ultra-rare Evil Can Evil stunt cycle toys, collectible Chucky dolls, Friday the 13th action figures, Planet of the Apes lunch boxes, and WWE keepsakes. God almighty. Yeah, that mean, makes me sad. I imagine he had some of the old, like, LJN figures still in the package. Well, you never know. <laughs> but Robinson went to the police and filed a report, but, but so far officials haven't been able to track down the culprit. The crazy part, one of Robinson's items, a jaw statue valued at $2,400. A jaw statue, which we'll talk about statues in a little bit, Josh. But this jaw statue. I don't think we'll call it a statue. Was valued at $2,400, popped up on eBay Thursday night. But the seller's post and username was taken down before he could notice it. So you imagine that. Like you start seeing p your shit pop up on eBay and you know it's yours. I think that's the biggest thing about stealing something valuable is 
What are you going to do with it? Yeah, what are you going to do with it? You can't really sell it if you have a one in a million type item. Right. You can't be like, no, I've had this. My grandmother gave it to me. You got a diamond the size of a fucking football. Right. What are you going to do how with are it? You gonna, how are you going to sell it? <laughs> so uh, apparently his lock for his um, uh, his storage unit was cut you know, or whatever. And the first thing I thought was storage wars. <laughs> right. <laughs> some, some overzealous... Uh, uh, storage. Did you pay your bill, Charles? Yeah, some, yeah, some at o- <laughs> <made an> auction. <laughs> or, or, or the storage unit manager was like, "Fuck, I sold the wrong unit." <laughs> <laughs> it could have just been a crackhead. He had an auction. <laughs> now we got some kind of Rocky movie bullshit. <laughs> I'm giving it away for a tube of toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah. Uh, I hate it for Charles Robinson. I can't I imagine. Uh, I can't imagine having that much money stolen, uh, or not that much. Not just the money. Just because, like we've talked about, I've got all these action figures here, and I've got action figures like, uh, not to set up my house to be cased out by me personally, but I've got action figures that from my childhood that aren't worth anything. But even if they were, I wouldn't sell them just because I like having them around. It's a collectible thing. Yeah. Um, that's it's just terrible, man. But huh, well, how about we segue out of some wrestling for once? We're not oh, going to wrestling. <laughs> We're going to move away from some wrestling, uh, and let's move away from some wrestling by asking this question, Josh. Um, I have a jersey, okay, and it's very old, so I want to buy a new one. And the jersey that I want to buy. I'm worried. I'm worried that the name's going to change. They're going to change the guy out in another year. Something's going to happen. Where do I need to go to stop all of this anxiety I have about buying a Titans jersey for next season? Well, I think first you should go to the doctor and maybe see about that anxiety. But You're encouraging me to go to the doctor? Yeah, it's free. It's totally free. Yeah. You might as well. Fuck it. Well, and if you want to cure your uh, sports thing, you can go to tinyurl.com slash p3sportswear. Now, when you go there, this is going to take you to a website called Fans Edge. That is Fans Edge. Now, what Fans Edge does is if you buy a jersey and that player gets traded within, I guess, three months, you return that jersey and they will give you another jersey or the jersey where your player went to. <laughs> you know, like to the next team right, or whatever. Right, right. But uh, uh, it's called Jersey Assurance. It's the Jersey Assurance Program. And that's only offered by Fans Edge. Josh, what is that link one more time? Tinyurl.com slash P3Sportswear. Go to tinyurl.com slash P3Sportswear today and pick up your jersey and get Jersey Assurance. It's froze. <laughs> it's, it's it's doing the froze shit. There we go. Oh shit! Restart your <laughs> computer. Shit. <laughs> Dramatic pause. I like. I want to do some of this. I have a true story about a young man. Lord, have 
Let me see if I can do the thing. You know what it's about. What's it about, Tommy? Drunk and drivers. Shit. There was a young man come from a good family. His mother and father taught him right from wrong. He stole my soul. Who steals soul? <laughs> he wouldn't listen. He started drinking. His mother warned him. Not Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. But one night, while driving drunk, he hit a little girl. Oh my God! She died instantly. <laughs> she told him. She told him. Get your hand off my penis! Not to drive drunk. You know what happened? <laughs> they took him to jail. His parents come to visit him. Oh, his mother was sad. No shit. <laughs> she said, "Son, I fly, bro. That is never stopping." <laughs> she said, "Son." The toilet ain't never flushed and the cat's pregnant. <laughs> she said, son, I told you. Catch up! She said, son, I told you. Let this be. Let it be. It's kind of like taking dill powder and pouring it onto your butthole. Let it be. <laughs> <laughs> He'll have to do that in prison. Yeah. Let me tell you something about that. I don't see how that applies, <laughs> Mom. <laughs> so why were we listening to Tommy Ellison? Well, there was a reason. Was, didn't we go to school with a Tommy Ellison? <laughs> Not that Tommy Ellison. <laughs> this is a different one. He's a little older than the one we went to school with. Much older. <laughs> the uh, cover art for that YouTube video that's a seven-minute song, by the way. Well, I mean, he, you know, he's got maybe, I don't know, ten words that he says every minute. You could be like, all you have to say is, hey, man, don't drive drunk. But he stretched that over seven minutes. Well, I got a story. Boom, 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 boom. Then they got 30 got minutes. A story. 30 seconds of music by a little girl. She was walking across the street. What street was it? That's, a, that's irrelevant. <laughs> well, the street was. I said it was irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> then we got to do a solo. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll get to where she was going. He decapitated her with a bumper. <laughs> nice sitting in jail. <laughs> and Mama told him. What, <laughs> what did she tell him? Oh. Mama told him. <laughs> I'll fucking tell you if you stop talking. <laughs> 
Tighten your butt all up, boy. <laughs> they gonna try to fuck you. Well, we talk about that. <laughs> Jesus. Here's some dill powder. <laughs> It's kind of like taking dill powder and pouring it onto your butthole. <laughs> It'll keep them dicks out. Oh, Jesus. Anyways, we talk about, we sent that. We, we sent that. We, we, we brought that we up. We sent that out to everybody who's been affected. <laughs> we brought that up because starting July 1st, which by the time you hear this will be today, now. actually. Uh, today, starting today. If you go down to Memphis or anywhere in Memphis, drunk scootering is illegal starting July 1st. Starting, so new law starting today in Tennessee, two of them. One, you can't be on a cell phone or any kind of cell, cellular device without having Bluetooth or any kind of mobile device. So that's a new Tennessee law if you're driving through. Uh, it's called the hands-free law. A lot of other states already have it. Thank you, uh, text and drivers. So you fucked it up for all of us. Uh, But also this, and this is coming from WMC5. It's our NBC affiliate here in uh, West Tennessee. But let's listen to what they had to say. And of course. (laughs) Let this be. (laughs) Mama told me. You know, of course, drinking and driving is against the law, but starting Monday, July 1, riding a scooter under the influence will also be a crime. WMC Action News 5's Chris Luther live now to explain the way this new Tennessee law will be enforced. Chris. Basically, if they see you on a motorcycle or a scooter and you're drunk, they're going to beat the bloody piss out of you. (laughs) You'll be pissing blood for two (laughs) weeks, mate. Officers have been taught to aim for the kidneys. <laughs> uh, first off, before we go through this, is drunk scootering a, a problem for anybody except the drunk scooterer? Well, I mean, I know if you run over a drunk guy, you're probably going to have to deal with killing a person. But still, let's let's be honest. If you kill, if if a scooterer is on a scooter drunk. He's already overcome so many hurdles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had some nights sore. I mean, I wouldn't even been able to even keep my hand on the scooter. You still owe me a pair of pants, motherfucker. <laughs> Anyways. You're, you're really going rain man about them pair of pants, aren't you? I ripped him carrying your ass. <laughs> he ain't heavy. He's my brother. But that motherfucker <laughs> ripped a pair of my pants. <laughs> I think your ass, if it was a little thinner, it wouldn't have busted oh, through. Oh, <laughs> maybe if your ass was a little thinner, it wouldn't have busted through. <laughs> I was I was carrying for two there. Anyways, um, right now I'm in a double XL, but hopefully I'll be in an extra large if you want to get ahead of that during the Christmas break. <laughs> so anyways, here we go. Joe and Joyce, tonight is a trolley night downtown, which means you'll see plenty of Memphians wait, wait, and wait. visitors alike zooming about on the Does that Lime fucker not look or- like uh, a younger version of the kid from Wonder Years? A Kevin's, little bit. Kevin's brother? You're talking about the guy that was a producer and yeah. Jason Hervey. Jason Hervey. He kind of looks like a young Jason Hervey. He does. What's I wonder what his name like is. like a fat Jason Hervey. You know, you know uh, uh, news announcers. They all have the same gimmick as uh, a lot of them. Still have the same gimmick as wrestlers. They don't give their real names. Yeah, yeah. Like 
like uh, there was a guy that was on the Memphis station. He was doing like sports or something, and he sent a thing out. And he's like, "Hey guys, uh, wanted to let y'all know. Thank you for all the support. I'm gonna be leaving in, like effective immediately. Uh, and my name isn't Lance; it's Mark. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's no telling what his real name is. But it looks like Jerson, Jason Hervey's Jerson, 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 Jesus. <laughs> oh, not that one. Jerson, <laughs> not, not that Jerson Jason. Heavey. Not that Jason. <laughs> You didn't get it. Anyways, let's just go ahead and play. <laughs> you just get it? Yeah, I think that's old news, by the way. Yeah, probably. It was like last year he was doing that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, for real. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, has he cleaned up his ways? Or is I he have still no doing idea. It? I just know that uh, my wife, yeah. was. T- she told somebody about it who's a friend of hers, and she was like, oh, yeah. Um, she oh, that's was- old shit. He's been scalding people for years. Literally, last July 4th, she was working at the fireworks stand. Uh, in, in the, so in all the, these people with burn marks on no, their face. No, he was at the fireworks stand trying to preach to people and, and tell them about the baby baptisms. Oh. And uh, Baby baptisms? It's a joke. You oh. said that. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. I'm trying to make it funny. You're like, for real? <laughs> Once again, my stepbrother thinks he's Jesus. Either way, uh, she said she had to pawn him off with fireworks and tell him to get the fuck out of there. They gave him is that fireworks. A, is that a church ship way of saying she chased him off with a Roman candle? <laughs> Get! No, Get! She, she gave him a wad of bottle rockets and told him, beat it. <laughs> sure, you want to save people. Get the fuck out of here. He's <laughs> Go like, blow thank your you. Hand off. Thank you. And shakes her hand and throws a pot of coffee. On her. <laughs> You're healed. <laughs> Surprise. Bitch, be healed. Ah! Uh. That's some old shit. He's not doing that anymore. That's He's... literally what my wife said. We're getting way off topic. All right, anyway. Uh, uh, let's talk to um, um, fucking Jason Hervey. Bird scooters. Starting Monday, though, every rider of these scooters needs to know how much they've had to drink before they start using the scooter. Otherwise, they could face severe consequences. Can I, can I throw out a suggestion? If you, know, you can't remember how much you've had to drink, <laughs> you probably don't need to be riding a scooter. Like, here's the thing, all right? You know, cars have those things, those interlocking devices when you have a DUI. The hoses you got to blow on in yeah. the box. <laughs> what about something similar to that? Have them on all scooters? I guess it would be too expensive. Well, hell yeah. And you got to pay somebody to monitor all that <laughs> shit? There's yeah. no way. Uh, I think, honestly, you know what? The, honestly, I think the reason why they're doing this is most of these big cities started this scooter shit. And then people started leaving the scooters every fucking where. Well, it's not just that they're arresting people at a, a like a a lower rate for DUI because you can park your car, yeah. get on a scooter, and drive to every bar in downtown Memphis. Yeah, and you're not getting behind the wheel and drunk driving and endangering. So they got to get you somehow. Well, I'll be honest. A lot of these places, like you know, we're fixing to go on vacation here. I know that's a Shocker. No way. I don't go very far. When? But like when we go to Florida, we were there one time and they were like, we're discouraged from pulling people over for DUI. Unless they're, he's like, unless they're almost going to kill somebody, we don't. Because they had a mayor that came up to him and said, you're killing tourism. Fucking knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> and that was coming from an officer down there. And we we're like, what the fuck? So like, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. But I think they say, why didn't y'all pull over initially? <laughs> well, we just didn't want to like get arrested for DUI. <laughs> I'm not going to arrest you fuckers. The mayor told me not to. And they'll hand you a beer. Here, take this with you. Get on out of here. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Uh, 
I think this all boils down. They don't want scooters. Nashville is pretty much banned. You just them. made Florida make like sound like the most Dukes of Hazard <laughs> type bullshit town. Get on out of here and go spend your money. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so here we go. Sequences. Every day, you'll see people in Memphis zooming to their next destination. Starting Monday, scooter riders in Tennessee Ooh. will be considered the same <laughs> that as one car needs drivers to walk a little bit. when it comes to driving <laughs> under the influence. Everybody they showed at least is 250 pounds. So what we look forward to doing is placing our officers on notice to move forward to making our roadways nope. safer here. You know why I won't get heat over that? Because I'm a fat guy too. Right. I'm over 250 pounds, but everybody they showed was also a fat fuck. <laughs> that's pro- that's probably the most thin. Let's see. Yeah. Here we go. Memphis, Shelby County. Colonel Keith Watson of the Memphis Police Department's Traffic Division says his officers will be keeping a closer eye on electric scooters come July 1st, <laughs> but he hasn't seen a major problem with drinking and scootering in Memphis. So why even make the law? we talked to like the idea of the new DUI law. I think that's probably a wise thing um, for not only for the protection of the person riding the scooter, but for the protection of people just walking up and down, you know, Main Street. I'm making sure. All right, let's be honest. That woman's probably hadn't had a drink since 1965. <laughs> and for another thing, have you ever been ran over by a scooter, Josh? No. You know why you haven't? Because you can step to the left or the right, I don't know, fairly quickly and just move out of the way. It don't take much, really. I mean, I think it's all bullshit, and it all boils down to money. Yeah. We're not arresting people, like I said, for DUIs as much Look at this shit. We can make money this way. Nashville's layer. Nashville's layer. Nashville's the Nashville layer. The Nashville layer. No, the Nashville mayor has banned these scooters. Yes, because people have tripped over them, sued the city because they have contracts. Oh my god! I mean, so people like like you see them out everywhere. They're just everywhere, and you can't get around. And it's like people just leave them just laying all in the road and. They're just kind of an eyesore, so I think that's part of the reason. But let's see. Let's hear what uh, this guy has sure to say. sure that, you know, nobody gets hurt and, you know, you're getting penalized for, like, being reckless while drinking and technically driving a scooter. The penalties for driving under the influence on a scooter will be serious and the same as a DUI behind the that's wheel. That's bullshit. Including between 48 hours and one year in jail. That's bullshit. Between $350 and $1,500. And a one-year driver license suspension. That's fucked up. You get your fucking driver's license right. suspended if you get pulled over on a sidewalk right. on a fucking scooter. Like something you push with your foot. That's God fucked damn. up. Uh, in some cases, and I know not here, but I saw a report where a guy had gotten pulled over in Pennsylvania for... DUI, mm-hmm. Amish guy, horse and buggy. Wow. <laughs> Here it wouldn't be illegal. That horse botched that shit <laughs> so bad. Keep it together, Trigger. God damn it, Mr. Ed. What the fuck? You let me down. <laughs> Giving Mr. Ed some of that moonshine. <laughs> Could you imagine how pissed That motherfucker was so drunk his horse was drunk. When I get out of this damn jail cell, fucking Trigger's going to be glue. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that horse. <laughs> I'll mail your ass to Canada and I'll make hot dogs. They do that in Canada? They sure do. Horse hot dogs? Well, there's a lot of French people up there. And <laughs> I feel like you just insulted a lot of people. Dude, you can look it up. Uh, Canada and France are like two of the biggest consumers of horse for food. Wow. They make uh, they eat horse meat. Do they have it's, wild horses there though, right? 
No, I mean, they're just like cows, probably. Like, they have probably horse farms where they... I've never heard this. Me. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> just because <laughs> you haven't heard it doesn't mean it doesn't no, I exist. I don't mean it don't exist, but I mean, are you sure that you've got the countries right? Yes. Because it doesn't seem like something a sophisticated country like Canada or France should be doing. Well, like, it, If you told me they were doing that in, like... I don't know. Pick a poor country. <laughs> uh, you North, pick a poor country. North Korea. That? If you tell me they were doing that in North Korea, I'd be like, yep, that's that's about right. They're like eating people there probably. <laughs> Grandpa just passed. Mm, he always had a fat ass. I bet that'll cook for 30 minutes. Be good. <laughs> Grandpa, we're going to have to ask you to think of the lives of everybody else. Before you pass, to... <laughs> could you do some squats? Really get that <laughs> gonna, ass going. We're going to need to put uh, Grandpa on an all-corn diet <laughs> for the next two weeks before he dies. <laughs> then we're going to pull the plug on him. <laughs> <laughs> get that morphine out of here. I don't care if it makes him feel better. It makes the meat gamey. <laughs> it gives me a headache every time I fucking eat that shit. Uh, don't give him anything like that. I think but long... yes, they eat horse. Jesus. And it's, it's very fucked up. And people, uh, you know, I've seen interviews like people have have been talking about it on different videos and shit. Right. And they had, they were interviewing people on the street and the interviewer was asking people in America, they said, would you ever eat a horse? And most people were saying no, but I think it's because like the way that we look at, at horses, we kind of look at them like dogs and stuff where they're a companion opposed to the way we look at a cow or a pig or something like that. Right. You know? I mean, I guess. I mean, I know in like India, they look at cows like. I'm just saying the way we look at, you know, just our perception in America. Either way, I think that this whole scooter thing, I don't know. This is I. There's a lot of laws I agree with. I'm okay with it being a hands-free state. But to hit people up on a scooter. Now, how 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 crazy they will be enforcing that law? It's to the officer's discretion, probably. Right. But Let's, there's going to be some of them that's going to be crazy with it. How about know? we How about we stop the shootings on Bill Street every once in a while? <laughs> no, nope, we police the goddamn scooters. It's the motherfuckers on the scooters. They're doing the drive-bys. I have seen. I hadn't seen a video in a while. Now, let me. This, that's probably not fair. But I have seen video of people on Bill Street firing shots. Like, that is for real. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, there was a video of uh, a bunch of people busting through the barricade to get on the Bell, Bill Street because they started, like, IDing people and doing, like, little like checks on them to see. Yeah. So I remember one of the last times I went to Bill Street, uh, you know, not to say that this guy's a demon or anything, but he was just walking along, and he walks by us, and my wife's like, oh, my God. I said, what? And then I look again. He's smoking a blunt, and you can smell the the weed right. as he walks by. And this guy, he's walking by cops. He's walking by. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit because, I mean, granted, he's minding his business and whatnot, but that is wild as hell when you think about the way things are in Tennessee. At some point, dude, you're going to go with me to New Orleans. I don't, I don't, it might be after your kids are grown up and away from the house or whatever, but me and you are going to go on a guy's trip to New Orleans and go to Bourbon Street. It is Bill Street times like 20 without all of the craziness. Like, I say craziness. It's not violent. Like, but there are titties everywhere because <laughs> people are flashing. Public drinking. Uh, it's two miles of a strip. 
that you just basically walk down and you just drink. And I'm not walk checking around. any of the boxes right now. Uh, you don't want to see titties? <laughs> I can, I, oh, I that's have, fun. I, I sleep beside. What about a, the dicks? Is there any dicks in there? I sleep beside a set every night. I mean, if I just oh. lift it up and peek if I want to see some. <laughs> you gonna take the Christian married man approach? I'm on just this? saying. That you ask me a question, you know, I'm answering. As a man. That picked eight out of ten felons he would fuck. Look, <laughs> You're not telling me that you wouldn't want to see some dri- live titties? <laughs> I'm not driving 12 hours just to see tits. It's that's, that's something seven hours. Way below it's me. seven buddy. hours, and it's a good time. <laughs> I don't drink. I mean, I'm not we'll get you drinking checking that by anything. Then. By then, the kids will be grown up, and you can drink again. And we'll go to Bourbon Street. and Dude, but I mean, you walk by people smoking. I don't like, think you're getting what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't smoke. That's the thing. I don't smoke weed. But you walk by and you're like, you just walk by and you're just like, man, this whole neighborhood smells like weed. <laughs> like, and the cops are sitting there like, eh, what are you going to do? <laughs> but, well, they're pretty relaxed down yeah. there. I think it's decriminalized in New Orleans anyways. But either way, um, I see what's next on the agenda. And You want to brush over it real quick? I don't like the wording that you're using on it already. <laughs> it's a weird statue. It's not a statue. Well, what is a statue to you? Like, uh, what is the definition? A concrete of a statue? structure uh, that's heavy, um, and it doesn't have to be always be large. It, you know, it's just a statue. I know, but like when somebody says statue, what do you think of? Something of importance, something being remembered. Not always importance. Would you say like, uh, hey, look at? Uh, well, I don't know. I was going to say something fucked up, but that wouldn't be a statue. <laughs> but it, this is a, um, a uh, what do you call them? They're uh, like just a, a yard ornament. That's what it is. It's kind of like a garden gnome, but it's it's all concrete. Like, so it's heavy, like a statue. It's just, it would be like a statue for Vern Troyer. <laughs> Would it, so you're telling me a Vern Troyer statue wouldn't be a statue? <laughs> Half of one, maybe. Um, and you can look on our Twitter. I'm sure Josh will post this out while I'm gone this week. Uh, but look on our Twitter. There will be a statue uh, picture of uh, what we're talking about. Statue is a noun. A carved or cast figure of a person or animal, especially one that is life-sized or larger. Yeah. This is not that. I, we'll let the audience decide. This is why I say that. Okay, let's pull up the picture real quick. And if you want to see this picture, just I'm sure Josh will tweet it out. Our Twitter is P3 Radio 1. Yeah, regretfully, uh, I will tweet it out. Yes. You'll tweet it out this week. If you're listening to this, it'll probably be tweeted as a picture with... Uh, so <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to attach that. <laughs> Come on, do it. You All need right. to post that on your personal. So here's what happened. My mother-in-law had a family mm. member that I think passed away in Mississippi and they were cleaning out her house. <laughs> Where were they from? Mississippi. Okay. So this, we're talking deep South. Uh, and we know this is fucked up. So, you know, don't, don't kill the messenger. And they were like, here, we want you to have this. And she was like, oh, Okay. So, have you ever seen those little statues of the little boys that are that have a fishing pole, and they usually put them by lakes or something? It's just a little fishing boy, I guess is what it's called. I don't know how you would... If you want to do a Google search and see if it's there, Josh. I don't think you should say it like that. <laughs> 
But it's a little, it's a picture, it's a, it's a statue of a little it's a boy. Fishing yard ornament. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the the picture of this little boy that we have, uh, hold, uh, Josh, you want to explain it? I think you should. I mean, I, I'm scared to explain it, Richard. I mean, <laughs> okay, look, here's the brass tacks of it. All right. It's it, it was it, it was acquired from a family member <laughs> that passed. That passed. They were cleaning out. Now that would mean that they're old, yeah. and their views were probably a little different from people's views now. Right. But either way, um, I think so. They used the, to have these little statues. The statue that, of this little boy. He used to be a black man, African American, African American, yes. and um, for some reason. These people painted this little guy white and redid his hair. I'll be honest, they did a damn good job with the white paint. <laughs> like, better than white chicks, you know, with the Damon Wayans movie and stuff. Yeah, yeah it looks it looks real. It looks legit if you see the picture. Uh, but there are certain features of it that are just creepy. Like, no, I'm just saying, it. don't make that face. I'm not, it's just creepy looking. It looks like he's got like a Pete Rose haircut, for one. <laughs> he's got these wide eyes, and the fishing pole that that was on there broke apparently. So it looks like he's double fisting his small dick, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not poking out of the top. <laughs> no, it's not, because he's holding his fist in his lap, like doubling it. So they put this motherfucker in their garden, and like you walk around this big bush, like, I don't know if you can see it, like, at the bottom right corner, there's this, like, leaves. That's a big, like, three, four-foot bush that's sitting at their house. And when you come around the corner, it's like, surprise, motherfucker, I'm whacking in the bushes. <laughs> think it's some random stranger jacking off in the bush. But, yeah, they obviously painted this poor school. And they did a damn good job painting him, but there's they so got, many racial fucked up things. They got, they got a little bit of white on the overalls. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they did. <laughs> oh shit you didn't tape off the overalls but the reason i'm sure I, they weren't saying that while they were uh, this damn thing is creepy we talked about going over there with some paint thinner I, <laughs> making yeah. it original color we're gonna we're gonna restore it to its original uh finish i guess you'd call it <laughs> We, I bet your father we are, bet, what the hell? Somebody didn't do what? Somebody, somebody paint our statues. statues. <laughs> I'd blow his fucking mind. We ought to do that. What if we stood on your dad's <laughs> My dad would be like, what the fuck? Somebody leaving shit on my... You don't fuck with his glow. Dude, I found the original. Well, don't get upset about it. Is that the original? One <laughs> of these two? They got feet crossed. No. But you see what I'm talking about here, oh, right? yes, that's it. That one right there. Oh, man. That is the original one. That's not good. No. <laughs> Maybe we should get a... I wish our computer wasn't freezing up right now or we could look at it and really di uh, dissect this. But, um, but yeah, that's the original, dude. Um, I don't see a fishing pole in his hands either. Okay. I'm going to say what we searched. <laughs> should I say what we searched? I mean, if you want to, if you if you look up the images on Bing, I think maybe we could make a before and after. <laughs> yes, you want to do that? We, could, yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll I don't know. That seems like we'd be treading hot water even worse. Well, I that mean, is it, though. <laughs> I'll be damned if that's not it. 
That's it. That looks like it. Oh, my God, dude. So we found the original version of the statue. Um, but apparently this was a thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I don't want to sound man. bad. Little black boy fishing statues. If you type that in, you'll find it. I don't know why this was a thing, but it was a thing. I don't know why the kids always had to be black, <laughs> but it looks like it was a thing. And apparently this one Mississippi woman did not want it to be black anymore and painted it. <laughs> She's related to you. <laughs> no, not related. Dead and by marriage. <laughs> Two oh, or three okay. times. There ain't no blood. Two or three really. different marriages. I think we've already realized that the people that aren't blood related to me are pretty fucked up. Uh, including... At least the ones that we've recounted. Right, you're right. <laughs> so now we've got Jesus, uh, everybody's trying to kill me, Fucking, and uh, we're going to paint that black statue white. Yeah. Oh, okay. She's a vegan, too. Yeah, I think I saw her today, by the way. I oh, tried to. Man. She shoot at you? <laughs> or she pop you with that restraining order? Throwing fucking soy at me. <laughs> soy! Soy! <laughs> and bad Shit. juju. Anyways. The power of veganism compels you. <laughs> Throwing fucking soy at you. <laughs> we don't have time to do the what ifs today, Josh, but we do have to get out of here. How about what if we never talked about those statues? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, but look up that picture on our Twitter, which, Josh, what is that Twitter again? On Twitter, we are at P3Radio, the number one. And if you want to search us on Facebook, you can go to your search bar, type in Pop Poncho, and you're bound to see our profile picture come up. And if you want to get to us the old-fashioned way through a telephone, you can text us, call us, leave us a voicemail 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Our number is 731-300-6675. A little something special next, next week. Uh, we will not be a live show our 100th episode will be our tribute to Brian Christopher. Uh, and we're asking everyone to please comment, like, share, retweet. We're going to put this one on Facebook. We don't normally put our shows on Facebook. We're going to post this one on Facebook. Uh, been talking to BT for his shooting the Shiznit show. He's going to simulcast it. Uh, so this is going to be out there. Help us get the word out. Not only just for our show, but just... Hearing these stories, pretty fun stuff. Uh, and I'll be interested, even though I put it together and Josh and me did all these interviews and stuff. It'll be nice to hear it back when it comes out. It's already up there, but it's not out yet. It's not public. So that'll be public next week. So please help us out. Get the word out on that. If you like it, if you didn't, if you'd like to hear more stuff, just let us know what you think. Uh, but that's going to about do it for us. For Josh Brody, this is Richard Mulligan saying thanks for listening and good night. <laughs>